welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast, where we chat money, mindset, and a little bit of muscles. I am so very thankful that you are taking the time to hang out with me here today because there are a billion other things that you could be doing. You could be following SpaceX and seeing how space is going. You could be out at a protest supporting the correct causes that we should be fighting for in our country. Or you could just be baking a quiche. You could be doing literally anything, and I'm so thankful that you are hanging out with me. Now, on today's episode, we have Z Ivanova. She is a confidence and resiliency coach. She is absolutely incredible. She is an inspiration to me and my future marathon running self. She has survived it all. She comes from Bulgaria. She lives in Canada. She is an international speaker. Y'all are not ready for this good stuff, and I am so, so excited to share her story with y'all. So let's get into it. Alrighty, welcome back to the Get Fit Podcast. So today I have a very special guest, Ms. Z Ivanova. We connected through the wonderful world of Facebook, and I'm just so excited to hear more about her story. She and I were just chatting about her dual citizenship, which is an impressive feat coming from Bulgaria to Canada. I'm so excited. She and I have a bunch of different things in common with running, confidence, resiliency. I'm just so excited to share her story and her knowledge with y'all. So my dear, if you could tell us your story, how you got here, how you got into your coaching program. I'm so excited to hear this. Thank you, Cassandra. Yes, my name is Zia Ivanova. And the story comes, I would share how I came up with what I'm doing right now. So when I was 22 years old, I moved from Bulgaria to France, Paris, France, to study my master's. And even though I graduated French high school and I was fluent in French, in a few hours, I went from being in a city with only 1 million people to being in Paris with over 10 million people. But my experience in Paris was far from a dreamy honeymoon. In fact, it was like living in Liam Neeson movie. I thought I spoke French well, but this was a whole new level where people spoke extremely fast and even argued in French. So I had to adapt fast. And on top of that, creepy men uh, chased and followed me just because I smiled at them. And I did not feel safe and had to constantly battle on the French bureaucracy for everything. And I immediately felt like I didn't belong there. So what happened is when you think about Paris, people are like dreaming about it, feeling. Um, but the city that so many people dream about, I felt completely alone and afraid. And I knew that there was a better version of me hiding inside. And I realized I had two choices. I can either let this situation get the best of me or I can actually take charge of my situation. And I asked myself, what's the worst that can happen if I just took one step forward? I decided to step into the unknown and one day at a time, at first it was scary because I was living in a not very safe area. I didn't know that at the beginning when I moved there. And every day I challenged myself. I felt my heart was racing. I was praying that I'm safe. And in time I was speaking fast and fluent French. It's just like a muscle. When you are in the environment and you have to survive, you have to adapt very fast. That's where the resiliency comes in. And I knew my way around the city very fast and I was living the dream life in Paris only because I decided to take 
action. And finding that inner confidence in challenging situation comes from taking the first step in the no, or I say in faith, and thinking about what's the worst that can happen. You either win or you learn. And there is no such thing as failing. After that confidence that I built there, I ended up moving to five countries in my lifetime and using that inner confidence to navigate the unknown. And it's my mission to help women to go from being nervous and afraid to actually taking charge of their situation, whether it's moving to a new city, speaking up in a meeting, making the first move to ask the man on a date. Confidence only comes from taking the first step. And through my coaching services, I help you raise your self-image and create a positive outlook on life, starting from within and develop a positive mental attitude. So that's one of the stories that helped me build up my resilience and confidence that I, after I always think that if I survived Paris, I can survive anywhere in the world. That's insane. Oh my goodness. I <laughs> I was thinking like, oh, Paris is so magical and amazing. But even I like know about like those big like tourist cities aren't always the safest cities. I also did not know that Paris had 10 million people. That That's huge. That's crazy. I've never, I don't think I've ever been anywhere that has that many people. And then to just move there all of a sudden, oh my goodness. And then you live in other countries. Your life has been so exciting. I love, I love a good traveler. Not only traveler, it's one thing to travel. So when I was 17, I, uh, I uh, visited Paris for the first time. And when I moved there, when I was 22, I realized that it's one thing to visit the place as a tourist. It's another thing to live there and to deal with the challenges of day-to-day life. It's a very different mindset. Yeah, I travel a lot of places and I've moved to a fair amount of the things that I've traveled to, but I haven't ever done anything abroad. So I know that most American cities aren't always that safe, but I haven't really experienced anything abroad. Oh, well, I'm glad you're safe and you made it. And it definitely sounds like it shaped you into being much stronger because some people can be in those situations and it can completely paralyze them and that they won't move forward or they'll even backtrack. Like you kept moving forward instead of necessarily leaning into the fear in a it's gonna control you kind of way and then just like if you just wanted to go home and stay away from scary situations it's very it's good that you touched on like you were in these situations but you kept moving forward because that was how you were really gonna get out of it you weren't gonna go backwards to get out of it you were gonna go forwards to get out of it yes Um, you said it very well so when your clients are coming to you what are you seeing as kind of the biggest block that they're running into when it terms of them finding themselves resilient like what is that like the most common limiting belief that you find in people when they're working towards something but they just keep hitting that wall yes that's a good question well one of the first thing uh, in my program um, 10 tips to build resilience it's embrace change and even nowadays if we look at the situation doing things the same way all the time can certainly become comfortable and when we have a big change like now it can knock you out of your comfort zone and uh, while change can present challenges it can also reveal opportunities you may never have discovered otherwise so um, for instance I remember um, I'm a runner as you said and I have a lot of running friends and when I was living in Montreal I had a friend that had to embrace change very fast he had a heart attack and he had to go through surgery and he was um, I think 48 years old at the time he had a young child and that change happened first because his cardiologist was a marathon runner and he gave him like what are you doing with your life you're young and stuff and he got inspired to go 
go not only to the surgery, but eventually when I met him, he was training to do his first marathon. So four years after the surgery, he ran his first full marathon. So that challenge was the surgery, but what was the opportunity? He got in shape and he actually ran a full marathon. So always embrace change and uh, accept what is out of your control. We cannot control the situation, what's happening right now. And fighting against what you don't have control will leave you feeling frustrated and exhausted. And there are certain circumstances or decisions that are not in our power. So we have to get let go of them. And that's two things I think people are struggling when they come to me. They're stuck in what they want to control and they don't want to embrace change. They're, they, they like the comfort zone. Definitely with this pandemic, there's millions of people right now who, have, who feel like they have no control over their situation. If they got laid off, if their jobs closed suddenly, if they just completely lost their job altogether because the company couldn't adapt. There's so much of that happening in our situation where we're inundated with news and it's scary. I know you're in Canada, so I don't, I think y'all handled the situation a little bit better than we did down here, like down, like in Nashville, where I am right now. A lot of the city's still locked down. All the states are just reopening, but it's been in a very, very stressful, probably like 12 weeks, about 12 weeks, like here where we've been really in this lockdown experience. How have you been working with your clients to not derail their trajectory? Like during this time, how are they, how have you been coaching them it's you're gonna get through this what is kind of in their your encouragement or your program shift to really keep people pushing towards their goals even though everything else in their life might have just completely changed yes thank you for that question yeah the situation here is uh, we were in lockdown uh, i've been working from home and i actually pivoted everything online so i've been doing a lot of lives and a lot of webinars online so that's the beauty of it that you are not stuck to be i was supposed to i was booked to do some uh, workshops in a place and now that all the gatherings are closed and cancelled I monitored online and many people showed up because we crave that human connection and one of the things I uh, tell people is create a support system around you with colleagues, family spiritual organizations, professionals like people that are positive and have that positive empowering mindset it's so faster you can emotionally help and give you outside perspective you need to recover from this kind of setback because some people see it as a setback I see it as an opportunity and the other thing is to face to stay focused on the big picture could get all uh, wrapped up in the news I don't watch TV in the news or and the negative impact of what's happening personally and professionally right now that it's actually this setback it's going out of proportion and if we look at it from a broader perspective it can help you more accurately assess its importance so if you think about the five years from now if you start with the end in mind five years from now okay today i got the idea to start this company and five years from now i'm gonna be self-employed and i'll have that amount of uh, turnover and if you think about 
that. And if I go back to my marathon running, because I always take a lot of um, insights on running and from marathon and from endurance training. If When you are training for a marathon, you stay focused on the big picture, even though the marathon is four or six months from now. And you don't say to yourself, oh, I'm locked in at home. Uh, I don't know what to do. Like, oh, today it's raining. I'm not going to train. Because you don't know at the day of the marathon what the weather is going to be. And you have to be prepared. And uh, I remember um, when I was training for something I was running and I got injured a few times and people were like, but why do you run so much? People come to me <laughs> and I say, well, because I run marathons, uh, I train for that. If not everyone is going to be having that supportive system around you, but it's important to stay focused on what matters to you and finish the race. That's such a good way to put it, is in focusing on the big picture. Right now, so many people are focused on what's happened in the last three months, what's going to happen in the next week, two weeks, what the government is going to roll out, at least down here, and just focused on what's happening in the next couple of weeks, as opposed to what steps can I take right now to reach that five-year goal, that year-long goal. There's so many people right now that I know in the online space, and even who were never on the online space who now have the time to think about what they actually want and start implementing those steps forward. And so I think in some ways, quarantine has been a blessing to a lot of people who were in the kind of the hamster wheel of their life before this to really understanding that they have dreams and then working towards those dreams because nothing is guaranteed to us in terms of time. And this has never happened in most of our lifetimes. And it's a very scary situation, which has allowed a lot of people to kind of pull back and be like, okay, so what I was doing before wasn't really fulfilling me. How can I start fulfilling my dreams? So when you're working with your clients, because I was reading on your site about going that extra mile, are you helping them shift their mindset? What is that process to release those limiting beliefs so that they can really like achieve those dreams? And so your clients like understand that their dreams aren't just like silly big things that they want. They're totally achievable if they can just get past their limiting beliefs. Yes. So good. Yes. So why I say that, yeah, first I read about the extra mile in the Bible and, and then it came in the Pauline Hill book, Think and Grow Rich. I see so many people searching and struggling to find success and they keep doing the same things and walking the same path only to end up in the same place they start. It reminds me of people just waiting in line at the grocery store, even though there is an empty line, one or two lanes over that they could have accessed. If only they had stayed focused rather than drifting away. And those who are willing to go the extra mile are the ones that who exhibit a spirit of excellence, which leads to success in all aspects of business and life. And uh, the question is asking them if they're okay with being ordinary, simply follow the path or examples of ordinary people, or they want to be extraordinary, follow the path or examples of extraordinary 
people. And I have an example that I can give. So that mindset comes from the spirit of excellence. Mindset is, first I read about it in Napoleon Hill's book, um, Thinking Over Rich, and it's a formula that you can do in your everyday life that pushed Napoleon Hill and then his other people around him to go the extra mile in any endeavor. And it comes to, it's called QQMA, and it stands for the quality of service you render, the quantity of service you render, plus the mental attitude with which you render the service. So he used to put an intention on each aspect of the service he provided and strove for excellence in delivering that service in terms of quality, quantity, and his attitude. And that spirit of excellence, uh, if you think about going the extra mile, applies to so much in each of our lives. So if you want to explore your potential, consistently and persistently infuse the spirit of excellence into everything you do. Uh, You don't achieve it. Let's not be perfectionist, but you always strive for it. So that's what I do with my clients. One of the things is doing everything with excellence. You have a few ways to go the extra mile and embody a spirit of excellence. One of the easiest is simply to respond to people's messages and emails as soon as possible. If you have that, say, mantra or thing in you, I have to do it now philosophy, meaning you don't put off something important that you can do right away as this costs you wasted time and efficiency. So that exemplifies one one of the things that I deal with uh, with the extra mile. And if you think about uh, successful people, even me, um, when I remember when I was obsessed of training and qualifying for Boston Marathon, which is the ultimate goal for any runner, going the extra mile for me was uh, I do my workout no matter what. No matter if it's very cold in Montreal, even minus degrees in winter and uh, it's blowing and you have to do your workout. And even sometimes going uh, because it's ice outside, the roads are ice, sometimes going to the gym and working out for two, three hours on the treadmill, Uh, waking up extra early to accomplish tasks like meditating, writing and answering emails helps you to live a life of excellence. And the other thing I do, I try to motivate my clients to be inspired to chase excellence because it's not always possible to do everything with 100% excellence, but it's important that they enjoy the journey of pursuing and instilling the spirit of excellence. And the most important thing is not to settle for ordinary and uh, live a life in the spirit of excellence. So that's that's the question. That's so good. It's definitely, we can never be 100% perfect. We can be working towards progress day in and day out. And even if it's just like 1% better than yesterday, it's just the tiny little things are going to add up. So you just like can't give up. If you've got a goal, it doesn't matter how long it takes you to get to that goal. Or I don't think that it does because you're going to reach that goal. The time is going to pass no matter what. We are never going to get time back. So whether you spend the next year training for a marathon or not, that year is going to go by. And I just need to shout you out because you've qualified for the Boston Marathon three times. That is insane to me. I like bow down to 
that level of running dedication. And I aspire to do that and to run that far consistently in my life. Yes, keep going. I encourage you to stay consistent and to acknowledge that you are doing a little progress every day. Like um, I have clients that were struggling being consistent in their workouts. And just a little mindset shift is if you uh, decide to do a little shift in five minutes a day or 10 minutes a day, but you do it every day, that builds up the momentum. First, you tackle resistance because your mind loves resistance. And second, you start building up the momentum. And when you have the momentum, you have the confidence. And that's so beautiful because once you have that confidence in one area, you could switch and focus on another area in your life. And the little progress you get, it gives you um, happiness. I always say that happiness comes from progress. I love that. It's definitely very true. I think sometimes we look at our goal and we want to achieve it instantaneously. We love instant gratification. We want everything now, now, now. I did not decide that I was going to just haphazardly like run six miles after not doing anything at all for weeks. I decided I was going to go running for 10 minutes and then 12 minutes and you work up to it. Mm -hmm. Like everything is working up to it. You don't have to be perfect overnight. You don't have to be the most successful person after a week of trying. Everything is always building. We glorify people that we see that we think of as an overnight success because we only see the results of everything that they've done. Like, oh, a celebrity is famous. You don't see all the rejections. Oh, you like somebody's music. You don't see all the times they weren't allowed to play. You see a business owner like having huge launches, all these clients, you don't always see the number of people that said no, the things that failed. We only see like the highlighted portion, even though there's so much more to it. I feel like people struggle with consistency and resiliency because they see other people's chapter 20 and they're on the introduction to their book and Mm. they want that so quickly. That's it. I have a story now that you mentioned that I qualified three times from Boston. My story is that I I had a dream uh, in my bucket list when I was 17. I um, created my bucket list even when I was living in, I would say, small Bulgaria because it's way smaller than America and Canada. And to run one marathon in my life. And at the time, there was no, no one running. I was the only person running outside. It's not common to work out. Mostly the culture is a gym, a gym workout. But I moved to Ireland, Dublin, and because I had that thing in my bucket list the law of attraction happened that I had a manager and my boss actually had run six and his father was running um, at the time 36 marathon in his lifetime so he encouraged me to start with a 10k race for women which was two months from that date and I, I trained and eventually I built up to run my first marathon within six months, which is not very common for most of the runners I know. But what happened is I got hooked up to that, even though I completed the goal for the lifetime (laughs) to run one marathon, I got hooked up and I wanted, okay, I want to do the majors one day and I moved to Canada. And in a few years later, I said, okay, let me, let me keep applying for New York City marathon. And one day I got accepted after rejecting two years in a row. So on the third year, I got accepted 
and I was thinking that okay I'm gonna go and join a running group so I do my speed training and I joined that group but I was the last person in that group I was so slow comparing to the rest I was not slow comparing to the average uh, runner but this group was way they knew each other they were way better but what I did is I kept showing up showing up every week every week so I ended up doing New York City Marathon and I got so disappointed when you're a high achiever you have all these goals and dreams but the day of the marathon it was around 60 miles wind and New York City is very uh, there's a lot of bridges during the marathon so you have to adapt to change very fast if you want to run it. and at the end I kind of improved my first marathon time by 10 minutes from the marathon I did um, six years prior and I completed the marathon it was a great experience but still I got attached that okay I'll never be qualifying for Boston because I had to cut around um, 25 minutes of my marathon time and what happened is that marathon is in November in New York and that few weeks later I decided to uh, keep training and keep pushing during the winter and signed for a marathon in Ottawa Canada which is in May so it means that I had to train all the winter and because I was consistent and I was doing the things no matter what at my weekly trainings with that group that I was the last person I started beating most of the people and uh, it came up that at the end I was even faster than most of them and they saw my progression and they saw when um, I ran I uh, ended up running New York City half marathon in March 2015 and they saw that that I improved so much and they knew that I have a chance to uh, my coach knew that I have a chance to uh, qualify for Boston in Ottawa and that's what happened I actually ended up cutting not 25 I ended up cutting uh, cutting 35 minutes and I was one of the top athletes but it didn't come easy I could have quit by um, seeing all these high achievers and faster runners that ended up uh, staying at home in the winter and not training and I overcome this feeling of being the last person and not uh, seeing the progression but I kept showing up that makes me so happy I'm like mind blown that you went from zero to six months running a marathon I I cannot imagine running outside in Canada in the winter so you are just like straight up beast mode amazing <laughs> like if y'all like listening to this take anything away it's you literally cannot compare yourself to anyone else you can see mm. what other people are doing and know that if they're doing it you can do it That's you can't it. like you can't beat yourself down because of how long how good they are at something because they just train longer and then you see what she did she kept showing up she kept showing up she kept training so then she became as good as and then better than them because she did not give up so if you're on your day one day 20 you're just starting do not give up your only goal is to be better than yourself you just show up for yourself and you keep going because if a dream or a goal is on your heart it is there for a reason and it is yours it's there for you to achieve if it wasn't for you you wouldn't be thinking about it it wouldn't be something that keeps coming up for you and I'm just I'm just so mind blown and I feel like I need to go like run this afternoon now <laughs> amen to that I meant to everything you said that um, if something keeps showing up for you you have to 
pick up the signs that it's in your heart and be present to uh, what is God telling you or whispering to you to take action. So now if you have the moments of clarity and stillness, if you have the moments of being alone or even not having a job, maybe God is whispering to you something that you need to um, focus on. Is it your health? Is it uh, something else that you are dreaming of, starting a business? Taking that little step, as you said, day one, day 20, there is always progression if you do it uh, regularly. And you focus on your own lane because everyone has a different journey and not everyone is going to be having your life at the end of the day. I had so many people, I remember I had someone close to me telling me years ago, you never run a full marathon, you're not built up. I know people that run 15 miles um, every day and they haven't done a marathon. So are you going to um, listen to those voices or you're going to stay in your lane? and focus on what's your dream. Very true. Like I feel that we place so much more value on the negative things that people say because that gives us the excuse to not try. Like, oh, those people don't think that I can do it. So I guess I can't. Even if someone else actually thinks that you can do it, somebody else is cheering you on. We want to take that easy route out. We want to take the negative. I don't think that I can do it. They don't think I can do it. So why even try because that seems simple and we as people we do necessarily like to stay in our comfort zone we growth is hard it's scary it's it is growth is for everyone but not everyone wants to do it mm, yes um one thing that you mentioned there like um it's important to uh, see in the confidence coaching i do to look uh, where you base your confidence on if you base it on the validation of other people it it could inhibit you of going after things in life. So uh, if you don't want to be rejected or you want to think that you want to make sure of that no matter what you say, it's correct or you don't want to feel uh, embarrassed or stupid, these things are going to stop you from experiencing amazing things in life and of speaking up your mind, of having this intense life that is full of uh, pleasure. So base your confidence on internal things, not external, because that's what I want to leave people with, because the internal confidence frees you up. And if you base it on the opinion of others of uh, how you look or because you don't want to feel rejected that's you give them the power to control you and with that you'll be enslaved and you'll never experience the joy of finishing the race in your case because i know that you're training for half marathon or for completing something that you want to do in life yes yes so much yes don't base your worth, your confidence on other people because other people's opinions at the end of the day don't matter because they're not living your life. They are entitled to their own opinion. Everyone is entitled to their own opinion, but you are under no obligation to take their opinion as fact if it is not helping you reach the life that you want. Constructive criticism, great. People cheering you on, even better. People who are trying to bring you down because they're too scared to chase their own goals. You don't got time for those. We don't have time for those anymore. It's 2020. There's enough negative in the world. Just, just taking all the positive that you can for yourself. And remember that you have only one life and um, you better live it extraordinary. Absolutely. So what is something that you're really looking forward to for the rest of 2020, either 
like in a race or in your business or like a big goal that you've got? What do you, what do you have coming in 2020 that you're excited about? I'm excited about because I have, I speak uh, four languages and one of them is French fluently. And I'm excited about that. I have a lot of offers to coach in French and a lot of demand. I just did a workshop last Saturday that there were people, it was supposed to be local in Toronto and there were people that showed up from Brazil, from uh, Belgium, from France. And I'm excited to scale that business in French as well and to impact that French-speaking community as well because people are struggling and I see that I have a message and there is transformation happening there. That's so exciting. International speaker. I love that. Definitely being able to take your business online and have those coaching opportunities where people can tune in from everywhere. That's so amazing. And I think, and I am personally very thankful for the pandemic because it's allowed me to connect with so many different people in in different states and different time zones that we might not have been able to connect before. So I love how more connected we've all been even though we've kind of been trapped in our houses for a long time. We're making more meaningful connections through just basic communication instead of actual activities. And I think that's been a really good thing to come out of this. People are talking more and understanding more. I just I just love all of that. And so many people are working on themselves and getting coaching and bettering themselves. Oof, I love it. I love it. I love it. So yes, it's beautiful. So if you could give your younger self... Like if you were, if you could sit your 19 year old self down and be like, this is the best advice I'm going to give you for where we're going. What would you tell yourself? I'll tell myself that to listen to uh, my um, intuition and my inner spirit discernment that God has given me more to pick up the sign that God, signs that God is giving me if I'm following like in relationships or in uh, business, everything around me. Because once I'm tapping into my alignment, I made the right decisions and my body doesn't lie. So that's what I would tell myself to um, tap into my alignment and to focus on that being in alignment is so important because your your spirit inherently wants you to be happy and to have the best life possible so when it's kind of giving you those vibes of we should totally be doing this even if it's a little bit hard lean into that because your body your intuition it knows what it wants and it wants you to be happy so just let yourself lean into being happy as much as possible so I will have all of your socials, your website, all that good stuff linked in the show notes for us here. That way everyone can follow you, check in on coaching, get some resiliency, cheer you on for your future races. And I just love to have my guests close out really quick with just kind of the last message, something that's on your heart, like the big takeaway that you've got for us. The big takeaway that I got from everyone is focus on what you love and how to get your confidence and performance level up to the next level right now. You have so much to give and you have so much that people would learn from you as you, you, Cassandra, I'm speaking to you as well. Uh Uh, So there is nothing that is standing in your way and your success. Everyone listening, the only thing standing in the way of your success is probably you 
So get out your own way because you have a story to tell. You have so much amazingness. You have a gift that you are here to share with the world. So don't be afraid to share it. I'm just so excited for everyone to hear this episode and to hear from you and hear your story and just all of the goodness that you've given us today. So thank you so much for being with me today. Thank you, Cassandra, for this opportunity. And I love connecting with you.